Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 92. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. We had decided we were headed to Browder anyway, so if no hijinks happen during the six-hour flight from Antigua, then that's fine with me. I don't think so. I think we can jump right in. Uh, you had enough shenanigans on Antigua. Uh, you can get your strain back up to full, of course. And yes, you flash appear uh, in the Browder system. You start to approach the planet, and yes, again, before you can even hail them. But we know the contact information this time. You know, they're a little bit paranoid. There's a Terran vessel approaching. Uh, Sure enough, Protoss' face lights up on your your comm screen. Terran vessel, identify yourself. Is it not Solendus this time? No, it is Solendus. So then I say this is science vessel Saffron requesting permission to land, or to dock. It was a platform. Yeah, permission to land. I mean, I'm assuming that's the protocol. Yeah, yeah, that's entirely reasonable. Okay, she does recognize you, so you got that going for you. I mean, the science vessel speaks for itself. It's somewhat distinctive. It does have the vulture attached to the side of it, though no longer welded. It did not have the vulture last time, but Solandus did get several tours of the interior. That is correct. I mean, could you imagine if we were trying to attack a planet in this science vessel with a vulture bike stuck to the side? Uh, She recognizes you. She advises, what is your business on Browder? At this point, Imogen will cut in here. We've got a delivery for you. What do you have to deliver? In the background. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, she'll see if she uh, recognizes that. That's makes her survival check. Yeah, and it's over the radio. She's like, what? Like, she hears it, but what are you hauling? We've got two Bengalas. Ah, that's right. Yes, then, of course, you may land and offload your your precious cargo. This will be good news for our our people. Thank you, ma'am. She gives you clearance to land. Because they have a proper landing pad, you don't need a pilot check to get down. Uh, you get right down. Uh, it looks much as it did before. It is snowy. You know, this is a single biome planet where it's cold and snowy kind of all the time. Except for that one mountain with a bush at the base. Yes, except for that one mountain. It's the only bush on the whole planet. And we took a stick off of it. You took a stick. <laughs> Wait, do you still have that stick? Is that an, on your character sheet? I didn't see it on the... No, I think it <laughs> ended up with um, Sunshine. It was Sunshine's stick. Oh, that's true. Uh, yes. You land, uh, Solendus and a coterie of uh, guards perhaps come out to greet you, and there's, there appear to be a few like scientist types as well. Is this a reasonable number of guards? Like four or five. I mean, they could cut you down to pieces if they wanted to. But, I mean, like, we were met by guards previously after the joyride, and that was like, these guards are here for serious. Is this just, like, casual guards? The guards don't look casual to you. It is, it is fewer guards than that. It's, yes. It's a two Bangalas contingent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys haul out your crate of Bangalas. We pull out the crate. I guess we need the traditional snowball wrangling. 
because we have, uh, you know, a third woman with us this time. Yes. Snowball is definitely keenly interested in like checking out whatever's going on here. I think it probably makes sense for Snowball to be in my room. I don't think that we need to be letting Snowball into a frozen land that might freeze you. This is what Lily learned last time with Sunshine. <laughs> I'm going to need a leadership check. Oh, okay. Two purples to convince Snowball. Snowball is not convinced. One failure. One failure. Uh, Snowball, like, retakes, like, the Terran form. He kind of looks at you like, eh? Eh? And then Snowball, like, tries a Protoss form. How about this one? Actually, yes. Snowball does try a Protoss form. I mean, Snowball has observed Malorn. Yes. I thought we had discussed not letting him see the... You didn't let him see the coordinates, yeah. You said that he would enter those when he wasn't around. Yeah, so I wasn't interested in him doing that, but that's probably about as much foresight as Lily had. So, I don't know, I look at Imogen. Well, let's see what kind of Protoss Snowball can make. He has seen Malorn quite a bit. You don't recall exactly what else he's taken in in his time. Uh, It is a Protoss somewhat similar to Malorn, uh, maybe a little bit more armored in various places. Okay, here's an important question. Yes. What is the status of the nerve cords? What is the status of the nerve cords? That's a good question. Uh, the nerve cords are cut short as though they're Taldarim style. All right. It's time for Imogen to practice her drawing skills since she cannot put thoughts... Oh, oh, she can put thoughts in other people's heads. She can't telepathy to them, but she can suggest to them. And I think this might be the first time that she does. Okay. I think Lily is like, no, you should be a person. <laughs> uh, Snowball turns into a Zergling. Taryn, he probably doesn't even know what I'm saying. Lily's just like, I don't think she thinks he should try to pretend to be a Protoss. I think a Zerg disguised as a Taldarim is about the worst thing that we could bring with us here. Thereabouts. <laughs> right? So I am going to attempt to adjust Snowball's attitude. Okay. I need to know whether there's any upgrades involved. There are not. I mean, I could just push him in the room. <laughs> Give him a candy. There's a possibility. Okay, I have two successes. So when Imogen sees, like, this Taldrin's Dal Protoss, she's just like, that's, that's, that's not going to work. And she concentrates. She doesn't try to, like, read Snowball or anything like that because she's run into a wall there before. Right. But she tries to suggest Lily's room is very interesting. It's such an excellent place to chill out. I think you, you describe it as interesting. Well, because he's like this detective, sir. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of like, it's interesting. I wonder if there's anything under her bed this time. Yeah. I, you know what? She does sometimes hide things there. Snowball has like just taken this zergling form. You suggest that idea. And Snowball suddenly turns back to Lily's room. And it's like, well, it's as though I better check this out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But slam, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I throw a piece of candy in there and close it. Yep. Lily might feel a little bad, but... Only a little. Yeah. So from Lily's perspective, but... Lily's like, oh, maybe I'll give him some candy. Uh, you should be a person. And then Snowball darts into the room. Yeah. Sure. I'll, guess, I'll take advantage of that. I don't know what he thought he left. <laughs> maybe his bag. I don't know. Lily does not think too much about his motivations. Probably for the best. Uh, there's like a, a physical knocking at your door. All right. 
You're going to keep us waiting all day? Crank it open oh, and uh, apologize that the, the crate is a little difficult to handle. Just give me a cool check. Yeah. You, you don't need a full-on deception. What is the difficulty? Let's go with three purples, just. They're not inherently suspicious right now, so. But there's a group. There's a group, though, yes. I have four threats, but more importantly to myself, I have success with triumph. Successful triumph, but four threats. It does feel threatening, I would say, like, the number of Protoss warriors here. It's probably, like, four warriors plus Solendis plus two scientists. But, like, you're not often in the presence of Protoss warriors like this. They each have two gauntlet blades with them. And they are, like, decked out in some kind of strange armor. Their shields are, like, shimmering. They're clearly working. So it is just very imposing to you. I don't know, like, is four strain just, do you want something more interesting than that? I think four strain is reasonable because I did just hide a Zerg spy. And I did it psionically. And I don't know, like, if they can tell when psionic things are done near them. Yeah, so you're on edge a little bit. Like, can she just read your mind? Uh, crap. Yeah. I mean, she's agitated my mind before. I don't know if she can read it. Obviously, I have a slightly guilty conscience here. I'll take four strain. Yeah, you're just generally offset. But you do have a triumph. I will say, uh, one of the, like, they're in a little bit of a formation, but one of the scientists, like, hears the cry of the, the Bengalas. He's like, oh, it's a cub! Well, he's super, ex- he's super excited. Uh, there's a cub and its mother in there, so... Oh, that's fantastic. Just be careful, she's a little possessive. The father, unfortunately, was uh, taken down by Zerg before we could get to him. Ah, blast the Zerg. They are extremely grateful, these scientists are. They're, like, excited and animated. They're looking back and forth at each other. You don't hear uh, anything, but they're clearly really into it. Are these the same scientists that studied uh, Sunshine earlier? Yes, yes they are. They put your cart on a little uh, hover sled thing and drive it away. So can I use this Triumph to upgrade something with the Solendus? Yes, I think you can. Uh, Solendus uh, does turn to you as, I do very much appreciate your uh, retrieval of these creatures. Now, as for payment, you had expressed interest in a variety of things, I believe. Aye. Did you have something specific in mind? We have managed to come into a few Terran credits, if you're just interested in that. I say, well, Lily might be, for her share of things, and I look to Lily to see what her opinion is. Did we discuss, or was that just you and her? There was the discussion of repairs to the ship, Vespine, minerals, etc. Like, but she had um, taken care of your frying pan in the past. Right. So there was the potential that there might be... Yeah, that would be the only thing besides credits she'd be interested in. You know, um, I don't know if they've got any spider mines on hand for Old Red, but... Uh, uh, potentially, like, upgrades to the ship itself. Yeah, so things to enable other capabilities on the science vessel. I don't know if Old Red has things to enable on it. You know, like a sidecar or... A... Yeah, I don't know if sidecar is quite in their, <laughs> their purview. Uh, but Slendis is a come. We have some things to discuss, and there's no reason to stand out here. Uh, Lily, I would like a three purple perception check from you. One success, one triumph, and two threats. Okay. You can take some threats, but you succeed with triumph. One of the warriors you recognize is Axion, the guy that you uh, dueled with, you sparred with. Yeah. Uh, and I think you, it was one and one. Yeah. Was the, the status of the duel. 
uh, and you drank some beer. Uh, he is here, and like they're kind of escorting you back, but it, they're a little bit more casual, and him especially. Uh, he sort of leans towards you and uh, says, like, we still need to finish our bout. Oh, so do I take strain just from being really excited and, like, <laughs> restraining myself? You're perhaps, like, inappropriately excited. <laughs> also, like, he was a tough combatant. Like, you're not sure if you're going to win. Maybe this time you guys can properly arm yourselves and not just fight with sticks. Well, I don't have anything besides a knife. I'm not in lockup um, this time. I can lend you a knife. Sorry, what was it he said? Uh, we still have to finish our, our bout. We can't end on a tie. That's not honorable. Oh, Lily says, yeah, it's good to see you, Axion. Have you fought many brave battles since last we met? Uh, you know what Lily says? I did a little Bengalus wrestling. Ah, uh, that is a, a noble pastime. When a warrior comes of age on ire, uh, they are sent out on a, on a hunt. Nominally alone, but of course the Kala is always with us. <laughs> Some choose to hunt the Bengalus. That is among the more foolhardy. I myself hunted the Kakaru. Wait, is that the bird thing? Yes. Okay, Lily might say, oh, is that the bird thing? Yeah, it is like a, a bird. A bird the size of an Ursodon. But they're big. How did you, like, now Lily's really interested. How yeah. did you take it down? Uh, I had to use not just my warrior speed, and my strength, but my cunning as well. Did you take it down from the air? I had to leap off of a cliff down into its nest to capture it unawares. Uh-huh. But I knew the Kala would protect me. And then what happened? Like, Lily wants all the details. Okay, he, he goes on, he gives you the details, uh, sharing you how he, like, jumped off of a cliff down into the nest, wrestled with the creature, uh-huh. uh, and ended up, like, rolling down the cliff with it, but had succeeded in capturing it. And upon the success, like, he returns to his tribe, shows it, and then returns the bird to its nest. And she's like, and then you ate it? What? <laughs> he's no. Like, no, we return. <laughs> it's not sunshine. Yeah, we don't eat. That's ridiculous. That's disgusting. Oh, they you don't eat the same way. No, it's horribly inefficient to break down chemical bonds that way. They're nothingitarians. That's right. Lumitarians? Solarians? <laughs> They're plants. Except not. Uh, yes, but he shares all that with you as you get inside. and You get inside the facility finally. He's like, when you are ready, uh, we shall finish our duel. Oh, I don't have the sticks anymore. We'll have to find something else. He says he'll, he'll look into the what might be a suitable weapon. Uh, he kind of pauses for a second. How do you feel about axes? She's never tried it, but... She shrugs. Yeah. Very well. I so be curious, though. <laughs> Imogen wishes to casually ask after Eridan. You ask Salandis? I don't have any particular scientist friends here. There was a guy who checked out our ship who didn't have a name, and then there was, like, Misar, whose car I jacked. Yeah. You're going to ask him? Yeah, so so I don't have any buddies here, so Solundus is who I ask, because Solundus is the person that... I have other things to ask. And she's in charge, so... Yeah, so I guess this is kind of like my opening to all the other things I want to ask her. Okay. So, like, as, as you're walking, they're taking you to sort of like a conference room, not an interrogation room, it turns out. Uh, and you ask, like, how Aridin is doing. Do you need, like, a charm check or something? Yes, I do. So I'll have my upgrade applied to this, then. Yes, it'll be three purples and also a black. I have a knack for charm, but not knacky enough. I have failure with one advantage. Okay, you ask about Aridin. Uh She kind of looks at you and she says, Aridin is being cared for, trying out something new. But he is not 
trying to find the right way to phrase this. Not my concern. It's like, he's not your concern. If he wants to contact you, we will arrange it. Okay. I will uh, heal one strain with my advantage. Okay. Because at least it sounds like they didn't euthanize him. Uh, as best you understand, that is not what, what has occurred. Uh, for all you know, he could be in the shell of a dragoon, and that's how he's, he's rolling around. That's what those walkers are called, right? That is correct. I must admit that that is what I thought he might end up becoming. You are not sure. She actually asks you, as you like both sit down in the room, you had previously told him that you worked with Rainer, yes or no? I think you had. I don't think we named names. Okay. We indicated that we did jobs for a variety of people. We also indicated, I think, that we were not necessarily keen on the Dominion government. Right, right. Uh, in that case, I think she essentially asked you uh, sort of straight out, have you ever worked with Commander James Rayner? Uh, cool chick or streetwise chick or like, I want to try to get a vibe for if it's a good thing or a bad thing to say yes here. Yeah, I think uh, a streetwise check is appropriate. I think this is just three purples. Uh, Lily, you can do likewise if you wish. Okay. It's a total wash for me. I can't read this lady. The I got a threat. So you can take a strain. You were not sure. Like, she doesn't have a nose. She doesn't have a mouth. Okay. But we're not in that break room, and there's not guards all around us. Uh, there's, like, two guards right outside the door. Okay. So I will say... We've, uh, we've delivered a few things to him. He's an impressive military commander, though sometimes I question his choices. Are you looking to pair up with him, or have you already done so? No, I am not. Not under current circumstances. He is unwilling to do what must be done sometimes. So why are you bringing him up? We're not going to do any actions against him. I would not ask you to do so. He is an honorable man. Does not deserve any actions taken against him. Just curious, uh, how else his work affected others? Uh, you can make a... I was gonna say, like, some sort of vigilance or something. Like, I, I don't know if she's lying or not. Yeah, I think a vigilance is appropriate here. Uh, and this can be three purples. Lily's got a better chance of this than I do. And a black, because it's just so hard to read this... Protoss face. Oh, but I'm sitting right next to Lily. You are sitting engaged with Lily. Perfect. I succeed. I succeed because of Lily. I have a failure, but apparently I'm helping somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like you probably point out things that don't seem. They're just like interesting to you or otherwise engaging. As your best understanding is like, she's being earnest here. She seems annoyed with Rainer, but respects him. If you're not planning things against him and you're not working with him, you just bringing him up because you're curious? I had suspected you might be working with him. I just want to know. I might be able to answer some more questions about him if you answer some questions for me. Oh, I like this. This is a negotiation check. Yeah. I mean, I know stuff that she might want to know. She knows tons of things I want to know. Yeah. I didn't sign formally onto his crew, so. Give me a red and two purples, but take a blue. That's intriguing to her. I have a success. She uh, tentatively agrees uh, to a, a fair exchange of information. Uh, she asks you what information you have to share about Commander James Rayner. I need to know more like what she's actually interested in. It's just like awkward if I just start spouting off a list like without... Knowing. It is, it is, it is. She wants to know if he's planning to interfere 
any further with her fleet movements to contain Zerg. Oh. So she reveals information in this way, but that's, I understand, not the information you're looking for. Okay. I can't specifically say yes or no to that, but I do know that of late they've been taking jobs to collect pieces of a Zelnaga artifact. So any engagements they had, any like combat engagements that they had that I was aware of were adjacent to that. Like when they were fighting off the Zerg on Korhal, uh, no, sorry, not, uh, that was a Marsara. It was because they were there to like look for a piece of an artifact and then they had to fight stuff that was there. And that wasn't the only, like they were clearly gathering multiple pieces of stuff. And they were talking about like doing jobs for people. So it sounded like they weren't currently in a position to be like, we're going to go all fight the Zerg. Right. You mentioned this Zelnaga artifact. Salinas immediately like leans in. It's like, I want to know everything. Tell me everything about this artifact that you know. Oh, well. <laughs> so like, she gives away. She's very interested in this. This was a surprise. Okay. That's fair. She fails a cool check as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay. So Imogen says, I'm happy to discuss that at length with you, but I've run up against a few walls in my recent travelings that weren't just the Kala. And I'd like to talk with you more about what I can do about that. Okay. So I'm trying to... You're trying to shift this back to like, we're doing a little tit for tat here. Yeah. And also Imogen's not comfortable just outright saying like, I want help with silent things when Lily is still sitting there. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, come up against a few blocks that are not just the Kala. Yeah. Did you indicate at all to Solendis that your capabilities needed to be hidden from Lily? Uh, yes, Solundis was completely aware of that because that was part of the negotiations was I will talk to you if you get Lily out of this room. Okay, that's right. There was stuff all in front of Blight with Lily and you know Blight saying like, oh, you're a level one scion or level two scion or whatever. Right. But Lily has not seemed to like fully comprehend what that means. And so Imogen is not just going to parade it out. Right. So Solundis kind of takes that cue Backs up, collects herself for a second, and says, I think this may get to be a more involved uh, discussion. Lily Washington, if you wish, I believe one of my warriors, Axion, had wished to spar with you further. Uh, if you do not wish to sit through these tedious negotiations, you may, of course, be free to do that. Uh, Lily, you can roll a streetwise check to see that you're being... I don't know. I feel like there should be a, there should be a penalty dice on this. Lily's being given the choice between being active... Or listen to two people blab away. Yeah, you, you, I think you're going to take a black die in this. <laughs> I had already prepped my perception check when you're like, what is Lily doing? <laughs> I'm like looking around the room. For anything <laughs> else. <laughs> it's not even a coffee machine in here. One success and three advantages. So you can still choose to do what you want, but you get the feeling that Solendis like, wants to have a private conversation with Imogen for some reason. It's like wanting to get you out of here. Okay. Can I just look at Imogen? Basically just kind of be like, because it wasn't Imogen that said this. It was Solendis. It was Solendis. Yes. Yeah. And I but know it, they had previously had a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I would say it, like with your advantages on that role, I think you can tell that, that Imogen is comfortable with this. Yeah. If Lily has any sense of it, she's like almost out of her seat as soon as she starts. I mean, yes. She's like, yes, ma'am. And she leaves. Yeah, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. You said dismissed. 
Uh, you step out. Let's follow. The camera follows Lily for a second. Exion is. He's one of the guards standing at the front. Your negotiations are complete. Well, I, I'm not so good at negotiating. I got early leave. Sounds like you're an excellent negotiator. That is a hard, <laughs> a hard prize to win. <laughs> then I won my first spar today. <laughs> uh, very well. Solendis is a valiant warrior, but she hasn't been a, doesn't have as much field time as I do. Come to the spine room. <laughs> he takes you over to the spine room, which you're now familiar with. And uh, sure enough, on the wall, he has these two... Like, almost like halberds. Like, absolutely enormous. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, we got these from a... Uh, in, in old, we found these in the stash in the old colony. They're not weapons we would traditionally use, but desperate times call for desperate measures for us, so we're trying them out. And I'll be honest, I am curious how a Terran handles them. That may be, unfortunately, be something we need to understand and know. So are they Terran? No, these are, are Protoss, but more... The relics of another age. We've been uh, reactivating weapons from previous wars. Are they from pre-Kala times? I don't know. <laughs> well, that would be, a, that. That would be yeah. a less civilized age. Perhaps, yes. <laughs> uh, he tosses you one. Give me, give me like an average coordination check. I mean, how big is the thing compared to me or compared to maybe a regular... I don't know if I've ever handled a halberd. Yeah, it is almost as big as you are. Alberts are sometimes taller than people. Yeah, this is like six feet long. Ah, I failed. Failure and a threat. Okay, you don't get hurt, but you, you kind of jumble it. It's heavier than you expect. Yeah. I, you know, Lily might even say that. That was heavier than I expected. Yeah. Not a knife. It's definitely not. What is this thing made of? Axan looks at you and says, some kind of metal. I'm not sure. That's for the uh, Kali cast. That's not for the Templar cast to worry about. Oh. Lily <laughs> doesn't understand any of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some kind of cast system. He says don't worry about it. <laughs> Take a few swings. Get used to it. I don't want to. I'm somewhat unfamiliar with this weapon as well, but uh, I have the benefit of physiology. Superior physiology. I mean, she's not going to argue. Yeah. Uh, just give me an average melee check. Okay. Uh, take a black die, though, while you're still a little unfamiliar. One advantage and two failures. You're having a hard time... Swing in this round? Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have a black die in this duel, so to speak. If it doesn't bother him, I'm, I'll do it. Yeah, but you can tell, like, this thing cuts. It is sharp, and, like, the weight, it's got some heft. And if you if you were able to swing it right, you could cut through a couple things. Oh, nice. He's uh, He's got to... He takes one big swing. He, like, he does a full 360 uh, with it. He's still a little unsteady. Uh, he catches himself. Okay. Do I have any experience or any knowledge that would tell me how a Terran might use one of these? Or is that what I'm using now for melee? Yeah, probably that's what you're using now. I mean, melee is the skill to use this. Okay. Uh, but it is just a very unfamiliar kind of weapon to you. Okay. He also, from the wall, he pulls down a like little, a small-ish device. It's like, this will uh, provide you with a personal shield. Hmm. Our duel will be to first to drop the shield. Okay. So you're going to whack at each other until you punch through each other's shield. So that's, it's sort of full contact, but not deadly. The shield doesn't require any sort of psionic turning on? Uh, in this case, no. Or like he's providing it for Lily. Uh, it's not clear. I put that, on the... Th yeah, he says that he's, he will power both of them, at least. Okay. 
Is the shield just like a strap onto the arm thing? And they're wielding these with two hands? Uh, it's like a, a belt kind of thing. Oh, because it's creating a field. Yeah, it's creating a little, little field-like thing. <laughs> He's not going to ask that many questions. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't need, you don't, don't hold back. Is the most important thing. Well, what is this thing called? This weapon called? Uh, that weapon is called... Hang on. Yeah, I think they're just called Ire Blades. The true names have been lost to antiquity. Okay. He's like, I don't know. That's for the naming class to know. Yeah. <laughs> Very well, then. To battle! Since this thing is kind of... Um, I seem to be struggling a little bit. Is there any way for me to use my athletics to be able to manage it a little bit more? <sighs> Not for the... Not instead of melee? No, not for the, the first uh, round. It just seems, it's heavy. Okay. It's like the... Do you want to do like a tactics combat thing? Oh, that's a good idea. Actually, yes, let's do that. So sometimes we do like quick combat kind of things like uh, Jen and I and other games. Mm-hmm. Where when you're in like a, a quick fight like this, you pick one tactic that I believe is going to make life difficult for the other person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then one skill that you're using is going to be melee in this case. Uh, that will be your actual attack against them. So your tactic, if you succeed, will upgrade the difficulty of the other person's. Yes. Okay. Similarly, if his tactic succeeds, it will make your role more difficult. Right. So first, uh, pick what your tactic might be athletics, where you're like, you know what, you're going to take a second, get a good grip on this. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And like, make sure you have firm control of it. Yeah, because I think if she doesn't have experience with it, that might be a good way for her to try to like figure out how to use it. Okay. Would be, or just half the ever living crap out of it. Cause he's kind of taller than she is and doesn't seem as sturdy probably. That is true. So maybe she's just going to try to hit him as hard as she can. He said, don't hold back. So he said, don't hold back. This is true. We're going to count on these shields to really hold it. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. You like lift it real high so you can get a nice big uh, whack. Give me a hard athletics check. Okay. Now, am I taking a black die on this because it's with the halberd still? No, not on this. Okay. But it's hard, so it's three purple. Yes, he's going to attempt to line up one of these uh, 360 whirlwinds on you. Okay, this one I succeed. I got three successes, a triumph, but two threats. Okay, you succeed. You upgrade the difficulty of his melee check when he goes against you. The triumph uh-huh. is upgrade your own fight role. Yeah, the triumph is good news for you. You've got a particularly good grip on it. Right. You will upgrade your ability check when you go to hit him. Okay. You have two threats. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to take another black die, though. On the fight roll. Okay. Because you're a little unbalanced. It's going to be a big hit if it hits. Okay. So he, on his tactics roll, also succeeded. So you will take an upgraded difficulty. He also had a triumph. Okay. And he also had two threats. <laughs> so he's going to uproll his skill roll, and he's also going to take a black die as he's also leaving himself open. Indeed, we you're are evenly pretty, matched. Yeah, this is. I'm sure this is going to work out great. <laughs> Probably both end up hurt. Yeah. But okay, so then it's melee. So when we've yeah. done fight nights before, it's the opponent's skill that sets the difficulty. Their melee or brawl, whatever they're using. So there, there will be red dice involved. Okay, so it's going to be a red and two purples. Okay. Upgrade one of those other purples to a second red uh, because he succeeded his role. Mm-hmm. You have one black die just because you're a little unsteady with this and another black die because of your threats. Okay, so two reds and a purple? Two reds and a purple and then two black dice. Okay. What is your melee skill? I have a yellow and two greens. Okay, and you succeeded. Yeah. 
So you guys are rolling almost the exact same thing, except Lily's got an extra black die. That is correct. What could go wrong? All right, what's your tally? I rolled all the bad things you can. So a failure, two threats, and a despair. Okay, you lose control of this weapon. Mm-hmm. How did his roll go? He failed with one threat. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he won in the sense that he didn't chop off his own limb, but neither <laughs> of them is good with this. Uh, yes, you're like almost taking a big leaping strike, but this thing is really heavy. Uh-huh. And you're like, you go to take a leap and you try to move your arms back forward, but you're just already falling backwards. <laughs> your shield protects you from him. Right. But you fall onto the axe. Is okay. this <laughs> I think this is going to be crit down. All right. You're durable. You are durable. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Because I'm reckless. These axes are not vicious, actually. So that's, you got that going for you. Okay, 15. You're durable. So the result is a five. Yeah. It's still a, a one purple crit result. A minor nick. It actually just cuts you in the shoulder slightly. You take one strain. Okay. But it's still a crit that you probably want to get fixed at some point. Okay. Also, it looks really bad. Once again, Lily gets a crit and it's just a super minor nick. Well, she's got durable. So it's a nick. <laughs> Who thought I would be doing dangerous stuff in the compound like this? It looks real. It looks like you fell directly on the blade and you're going to bleed out. Axion, like, throw. He, like, it was, like, spinning around out of control for a second. He throws his axe down. He's lost his balance a little bit. He comes and is like, oh my gosh, are you all right? Ow. Let's, let's, let's call a medic in right here, right away. Don't move. Don't move. I mean, it's, it's just a nick, though, right? You know it's just a nick. Or, like, you know, like, it hurts a little bit, but. I mean, yeah, it hurts a little no, she's going to get up. She'll put her hand on it and just be like, I... There's an axe sticking out of your back! Oh, is it? It is embedded in there. Oh. Don't, don't move. Lily's <laughs> looking at... It's, it's not so bad. Within a few moments, like, some more scientist types come in. The vets. They take you... They, they do some very quick checks. They are uh, extremely worried. Just pull it out and patch it up. It's fine. Like it's a hydralisk spear. They very carefully take it out, stitch, 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 stitch. The, like, medic, once he's had a chance to look over you, like, it's just, just missed all the major organs. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Lily's like, all the organs in your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not really sure where Terran important organs are, but I assume out of your arms are kind of, I don't know. But I think you're going to be okay. Recommend you take some rest. And you, Axion. The scientist, medic guy, like, picks up the axes. It's like, these are not toys. You should know better than to... I want to phrase this. Uh... Let children play with dangerous things? It's, it's though, like, that's what he's saying. But he doesn't want to be quite that derogatory. Uh, these are not for Terrans to use. It is more da- They are more dangerous to themselves, as you can see from this. He just kind of scowls at him. Well, he's like, it's not his fault. That's how you learn. It is very much his fault. He has all the knowledge of the Kala, and he chooses to ignore it. The scientist medic guy kind of storms off. <laughs> Axian looks at you like, I, I'm so sorry. I dishonored myself. It's fine. That's how we learn how to use it. <sighs> I invited you to duel. It's fine. Look. See? Wait, do I still have a crit? No, they fixed the crit. Oh, okay. You just have some nice uh, patching up. 
Yeah, yeah. They were right. I should not have. I should not have put that weapon in your hands. It's not made for Terrence. You know what, Axion? I would have done it again. <laughs> you got any more? <laughs> that was cool. So tell me about this shield. Yeah, uh, he tells you a little bit about it. He's kind of coming down. You just play bumper cars with the with the shields now. <laughs> You're having a good time. Let's flash back to uh, Imogen and Selendis then. Uh, Billy exits the room. Uh, Solendis looks back at you. I must know everything that you know about this artifact. Any kind of Zelnaga technology is incredibly dangerous. They were collecting pieces of it, and they, they only had some when I was there. What was the nature of the artifact? What does it do? Surely it's not just a museum curiosity to them. I don't know how much they know about what it does. Well, how much do you know? I know that it gave me a flash to wherever to char, I think. And Her eyes glow brighter. And I saw the Queen of Blades, and she looked maybe a bit more like her old self. I never met her when she was just Kerrigan. But she saw me, and she looked at me, and that knocked me out. Does not bode well. They were collecting a pieces of that, and then I think there is something else going on that might have been related to it. And you might not like to hear it, but there was a Nerozim involved. Who? Um, do I know the name? You might not. You talked with Matt Horner a little bit. Yeah, he might have referred to him by name. I suspect he did. I think he did. Uh, do you, the player, not remember the name? I, the player, don't remember the name. I was trying to remember if Imogen knew the name. Because if Imogen had learned the name, she would remember it. There is a handful of Protoss that she has had any sort of interaction with. That's true. Okay. You remember then that Matt Horner uh, said they were meeting with Zeratul. Zeratul. Okay. So I will tell her that the Protoss, the Nerezim, his name is Zeratul, and that he had some sort of artifact himself. Oh, this ties into this psychometry very well, actually. That he gave Rainer that was supposed to like provide some sort of like clarity or whatever about paths ahead, like some sort of divination type thing. Right. And that it kind of held Rainer entranced. We were there on the deck. We were doing things on the deck. Horner was yelling at us. There was all sorts of like craziness. The like sunshine was loose and running around, and Rainer just stood there staring at the thing in his hand the whole time like nothing was going on around him right uh like Selendis, like you're telling this uh story Selendis completely loses like interest as you're talking about like and sunshine was running around i was just trying to create like no no no, that, that's good that's perfect i like it so that she understands that there was a lot of distractions and he ignored everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was using the detail of sunshine because she actually knows of sunshine all right no, 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 that's totally perfect Slender stands up. Zeratul is revered among all of all of the Protoss of Ire, all of the Nerezim. He is a, a hero of the previous war. But he also exists outside of any proper authority and takes matters into his own hands, perhaps more often than he should. So like Raynor, then? After a fashion, yes. They do share some similarities. It has gotten him in trouble on at least one occasion. And 
Like she doesn't have a like lip to bite, but she pauses <laughs> for a moment. On occasion, other Protoss have paid the price for his recklessness. <sighs> so do you have a sense of what these things might be then? Only a very limited sense. The ways of the Nerezim are quite literally foreign to us. We are technically allies. We are sharing a home world right now. But it is, at times, an uneasy alliance. The Nerezim, they left before the Kala formed? They were exiled. Okay. They didn't want to get involved in the Kala. They rejected the way of the Kala, it is true. But as our homeworld has been taken over, we have taken refuge on their world. So we have been very thankful for that. But even among his own people, Zeratul is a bit of a renegade. But as I said, he is quite literally a war hero. I will take no action to oppose him. Well, he seemed to be fine with whatever Raynor was doing regarding his plans. Right. I mean, he did some sort of divination thing. Is that really a thing? Zeratul purports and other Dark Templar purport to possess powers not commonly seen among other Protoss. Their ways are entirely different to us, but we're taking advantage of what opportunities we have to better understand them. Few are the Protoss who can both embrace the Kala and, and understand the Nerezi. So have you done any studying into how, how the Zerg psionic network works. Uh, she kind of looks at you. She nods. Yes. We've done some. So, one of my Protoss associates. Have you led on that you have partnered with Taldarine before? Yes, she knows that, that we had some dealings with one. Okay, okay. So, they said that the Kala is kind of like everybody's all there, but with the Zerg, it's more like a hierarchy kind of thing. When I try to... <laughs> when I try to interact with your people, I am confronted with a wall. With the Zerg, it's more like I'm getting a door slammed in my face. I'm actually surprised you can even find the door. Not that you're too weak to do so. We have been unable to even communicate with Zerg at the same psionic level it is. Somehow completely orthogonal to how Protoss work. Oh, I don't know if it's related to Kerrigan. She's certainly injected some, some Terranness into them. Maybe that's what makes it a little easier. Perhaps a Terran stubbornness. And the Zerg incorporate infested Terrans into their own ranks. Do they not do the same with Protoss? Do you not have infested Protoss? No, there are certainly no infested Protoss. Zerg DNA and Protoss DNA are completely incompatible. Is she saying that in a I am a true believer way or in a I am a scientist way? Like, there's a lot of things Malorn says that he, like, totally believes, but he's just like, no, a Terran could never do that. Yes. As opposed to, like, we have tried and studied and researched and Terrans can't do that. Right. Why don't you make a hard vigilance check? Where is Lily now? Indeed. Ah, oh, yes. Let's send Lily away. Oh, no, no. So she can stab herself with an axe. <laughs> Success with three advantages. So the feeling you get from Solendis is that they've done studies, they understand it. A Protoss can be 
in some sense could be infested with some sort of genetic something, but the Zerg virus, whatever it is, it would just kill a Protoss. It cannot infest. You have several advantages, however. She pauses for a moment. She says, uh, a Protoss could not be infested. It would be no worse than just, uh, like, bad chemicals, despite what Zeratul claims he has seen. Uh, she just kind of moves on. Okay. Imogen will be, will be frank with her and will be like, I've listened in on a broodmother's thoughts. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not chump change. Like, I'm capable of doing these things. Really? What? You need to do them better. What kind of thoughts does one of these queens have? We have often wondered how, how truly sapient they are. Okay. Yeah. And at that, Imogen will say they are definitely sapient. The broodmother's? She was angry. She was, and not like in an animal way. She was concerned about her people. They were being used in Terran experiments and she wanted them back where they belonged. So these creatures can feel a sense for revenge. But I would say also for fair play. We made a deal with her and she stuck to it. You made a deal with a Zerg. Like she like pounds on the table. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> and her eyes glow even brighter. They're blue, but very bright. Are you mad? Do you know what the Zerg do to worlds? I, this deal was made on Chausara. Ah, Chausara. That is a sore topic. That whole planet was destroyed, like... Yes. So Imogen says, I, I make deals with Zerg when I have to. You can. You are all the more foolish for it. Let me tell you a simple story. There was a time... When the Protoss made a deal with the Zerg, one of our great warriors, Phoenix. Really? Yes. He made a deal with the Queen of Blades before she was in charge of all Zerg. They would work together to destroy the UED, your forces from Earth that were wrecking havoc in the sector. Did this involve the Overmind? There was some new Overmind, proto-Overmind forming that the UED had enslaved. And they were using that to enslave whole Zerg broods. That's... What? That is one way to work with Zerg, as a Terran might. Terran ingenuity, you might call it. No, our warrior Fenix. He worked with the Queen of Blades before she acquired so much power. For a time, it seemed to go well. They kicked out the UED, retook Core Hall, and then, at their moment, very moment of victory, she betrayed them all. She went out of her way to slaughter not only Fenix, but other Terrans as well, Terrans of the Dominion. General Duke was slaughtered. I believe he was a hero among your people. And that is why you do not deal with Zerg. Was Fenix or your people involved in anything that led up to her becoming the Queen of Blades? Because certainly some of the Terrans were. And she seems to hold quite a grudge. We were at Tarsanus to destroy the Zerg when a Terran force intercepted us. Among that force, we believe there was a powerful Terran ghost. She was able to force us back, but could not save herself from the Zerg. Was that Sarah Kerrigan? Maybe. It sounds like Kerrigan. But we were trying to save her own people. So... And what kind of thanks did we get? Just like there's not just one type of Protoss, there's not just one type of Terran. You Protoss fight among yourselves, and Terrans fight among ourselves. It's the same among all life forms. Are you satisfied with your payment? No, I'm not. Because you haven't taught me anything.
You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.